Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. Thanks for joining me. So you may have noticed that I've started talking a little bit more about creating video and video content as of late, and there is a good reason for that. And you may have even heard that people now spend more time on YouTube than all other social networks combined, which is insane. So in this episode, I have a special interview for you. Let's get right into it, and I think you're going to enjoy it. My guest today is the Director of Product Marketing at NewTek, here to talk about multi-camera video production. I'd like to welcome Will Waters. How are you today, Will? I'm doing well, David. Thank you very much. So is there anything you'd like to share about yourself before we get into the main questions about camera and multi-camera production? Oh, I just uh, I'd like to say, you know, appreciate the opportunity here to talk to, to, to so many people. I, I have a background of, uh, of music and music production live, you know, in the live element, really, uh, background of, uh, you know, that live audio mix uh, engineering and doing uh, event production and various things and uh, came through at a time when video was just being put onto the stage, mm. uh, I guess you know, through the 90s and everything and, you know, kind of saw this video thing of, well, it's not that hard uh, to, to kind of move in and that kind of took a winding path, I guess, uh, into a road of, uh, of now working for a manufacturer and helping develop product that, uh, you know, hopefully solve some solutions. Uh, but uh, one of the wonderful things is, uh, you know, taking some of that, those things that have been found in the audio world and applying them into video and kind of vice versa, you know, bringing it together all for artistic or storytelling experience. I have some experience with both live and in-studio engineering, so hopefully there's some overlap there and I'd be able to relate to some of the things that you're going to be sharing about. So... A lot of musicians struggle with consistently creating video content, let alone using multiple cameras to do it. So how practical is it for them to even think about taking their production game to the next level? Well, fortunately, in today's world of technology, things have become, you know, the barrier, I guess, to, to putting all this has is, is really uh, been removed in so many different ways. Like Even the things that we're carrying around in our pockets, you know, these smartphones, it, you know, the things that you could do that from an audio perspective, but, you know, they also involve these cameras that you can easily live stream to whatever platform uh, from a social standpoint uh, very quickly and easily. But, uh, you know, again, taking that, I guess, to the next level as far as syncing up multiple cameras and, you know, putting that all together, you know, there is a little bit of complexity. Uh, it's not nearly what it used to be, but there is a little bit of complexity that probably – uh, is worth talking about uh, to to get around, but um, it can be done, and it can be done pretty quickly. And um, while I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess depending on your your uh, your thought about what is considered inexpensive, uh, <laughs> uh, comparatively, it's actually much uh, much uh, lower cost than it has ever been before. So, uh, in today's world, this is something that. Uh, you know, really, you can do that, and then of course use the internet to get to an audience that uh, you know in the past you're just completely uh, uh, unavailable. You know, as a musician. Yeah, it's not too surprising to me that it would be cheaper and easier than ever before. I mean, especially with computer hardware and really just electronic hardware in general, we're seeing prices decrease and go down. So it's we live in an amazing time, and and we can do so much more than we were able to do before. What are some of the benefits of using multiple video cameras? Why is that something musicians would want to do when creating video content? Well, 
one of the thing is if we just think about if we take a step back away from the technology and if you just think a little bit about how you interact even in the room or maybe as our viewers are uh our our, our viewers say i'm in the video world as our listeners are thinking about you know even where they are right now you tend to take in this data visually you look around the room you look around uh uh what what may be happening and we're taking all this data in at a pretty constant rate even if you watch your your traditional television or something on your your facebook feed even your eyes are moving around in that player and they're doing different things so we're just used to, if you go to an event if you go to uh uh you know down to the the bar to to watch a a, a live performance you know, you're going to look at the guitar player. You're going to see the vocalist. You're going to pay attention sometimes to the the drummer. This is just the natural way that we interact and with with our world around us. So, what multicam allows us to do is take and show multiple angles, areas of interest that is is it because you can't physically be in a particular location. What it allows for is that move around of, hey, look at this, look at that over there. It gives you more – it tells a, a more concise and a more uh, enveloped story around whatever experience that you're working with. So it enhances something. Now, that's not to say that you know everything else is, is unimportant. You, know, you can certainly uh, you know, have a single camera that live streams and you can uh, watch that just fine. But there is a certain element of, of – I guess professionalism or you move up that when you start adding multiple cameras and then you start directing or telling a story by, you know, moving to the fretboard on a particular guitar solo uh, versus just having the, the static shot, it brings an area of interest that then is enhanced, uh, either really enhances the audio um, from a musician standpoint. Yeah, several years ago, I had some video blogs done for me by a professional and he would incorporate some of the narrative or some of my talking along with different visuals and different things he picked up around my house or whatever environment we happen to be in, like a live music venue. And I loved how that kind of helped tell the story. So it wasn't just focused entirely on me or what I was saying. It had to do with my music and my environment in which I was creating my music. So I really love that. And I like your point about, you know, where, how your eyes are going to follow naturally to to different places while you're watching a band. When using multiple cameras, is it important for musicians to be using the same camera for every angle or can they mix and match different cameras? Well, it, that's a really, it's a creative decision. Hmm. Uh, when it comes, just like if you're doing a recording, you know, the question is asked a lot, well, what microphone did you use or mm -hmm. what pickup are you you're working with? And, you know, I think the real answer to all of that is, well, what is the right tool for what you want to, to have? Now, you know, the camera is, it's a, it's a capture. It's an acquiring tool and cameras have different, uh, they have different specifications. They're good at some things versus others. You know, one may have a wide focal lens or a large sensor panel, or it may be small and can be clipped onto the end of the guitar. You know, uh, uh there, there are different things that, that, that you can put together. Now, for consistency, there are some subtleties that that you know, it could be important to pay attention to, such as you know the color. And when you have a same camera type, 
then you have a better consistency as you switch between those angles. But again, depending on how you want to tell the story or what you want to draw the attention to, then you know that the camera choice becomes secondary to uh, to the content itself. Hmm. I know that my friend Daniel Guy Martin, who's a very accomplished guitarist, he used to go around capturing video footage for himself and what he was up to. And he would also capture footage, not just with his camcorder or video camera, but also with his phone to kind of get a little bit of that lo-fi footage in there to, to mix in with the, with the high def stuff. So I think, like you say, it's a creative decision and it might even play into your branding and what sort of image you're trying to project. So what tools would a musician need to get started with multi-camera video production? Well, for, this is where uh, there's a lot of different uh, ways that you can go about this. But, you know, um, for a moment, you know, we're assuming or let's make a, an assumption that, you know, we do have audio uh, covered in some capacity or, you know, you're working with uh, with with that. And then, uh, you know, the second thing to think about is, are we going to want to cut these cameras or do we want to put this together kind of in a live or as it happens, or do we want to go into a post processing where we have recorded video and then we, we marry it up together. So there is a big distinction as far as what you can do. Obviously the live element allows for it to be done very quickly and, and, and efficiently so that you can produce your quantities uh, of content uh, and, and get that out to your audience versus a post production uh, workflow, whereas, you know, you may be able to add in more uh, effects or pay attention to uh, more of the finer details uh, and deliver, you know, something that is is uh, very spe- spe- specific, if I can get the word out correctly, uh, artistically, but of course, that's going to take time and effort that you put into. So, you know, to get started, that's really the first thing to, to, to kind of think about because they are two uh, somewhat distinct disciplines. Uh, you can have some cameras that are very good at just capturing and uh, have that and others that have a very quick response and a video output, if you will, that could then go into some type of system that we typically, typically call a video switcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's various versions of those that you can then switch live. Now, normally that takes someone actually operating that. I mean, there are ways to, and some artists out there have, have automated that, if you will. Uh, or you can maybe tie it even to a MIDI timeline, you know, if you're wearing, uh, in the electronic world and different things like that. So there's a lot of different options, but that's kind of the, the, the basis. Like, what is it that you're wanting to do? Uh, that live, cut, quick element, you know, get that out you know, and kind of have this live experience or is it post pro? I guess it's kind of like being live versus being in the studio, you know, from a musician standpoint. Yeah. And I think you kind of answered another question I had, which was, does capturing multiple angles make the editing process any harder? But it sounds like that basically depends on whether you choose to have a post-production process or not. That, that really does. You know, when you're capturing for posts and post-processing, the number one thing that you want to think about is having everything synced up or the ability to to have everything together. I mean, for instance, if you say, are, and I know I'm throwing out different um, examples here, but 
if you have just a three-piece band, like a singer, a guitar player, and a drummer, you don't want to cut from the singer that has the drummer behind them to a different camera angle that is two or three seconds ahead of time. Mm. So you need sync points. And, you know, there's uh, some ways to do that technologically as far as running time code all together with all the devices, depending on if they support it. But sometimes it's very low tech, just as, you know, a clapboard or a uh, even looking at having all three cameras pointed and clapping or, you know, hitting a drum stick right on the snare and lining it up with the audio track so that, you know, every frame of video is in line or synced up with the, uh, the audio track. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you can take some creative liberties with the editing process. I mean, if the visual doesn't completely match up with what's happening audio wise, certainly people who play music may notice, but those who don't play that specific instrument or the general fan may not notice. And it might actually work as a cool clip in there too. Yeah, it may notice. I mean, as the, the video producer and different things like that, I will say though that you know, there are our ears and our eyes just naturally are very, uh, we pick up on things just even you would maybe say subliminally or subconsciously. We're very attuned to AV sync just as, mm. as people. Um, you know, our ears are very attuned to, uh, to being able to, to, to catch space and various things like that. So, uh, it is something to be important and pay attention to. Great. So that is something to look out for. So just because a musician is using multiple cameras to make their videos doesn't automatically make their videos better. So what are some things they should be looking out for when capturing multiple angles? Uh, well, capturing multiple angles, it again, the create, I mean, I can give you some things here, but you know, then I'll have someone come along and say, well, you know, I choose to do it a little bit differently and that's perfectly okay. I mean, we're talking some artistry here and some creative elements. Uh, the one thing, though, if, even before we get to cameras, I'll say is that lighting is incredibly mm -hmm. important to be the most important thing when you're capturing video of any kind. And, you know, you can have a, a, uh, a poorly lit area like, you know, if you think of a face that, you know, has no front light to it and shadows, you I mean, you could even on video sometimes look like a raccoon, but it's not just the person. It's, you know, it may be even not having enough light will make your video grainy. Now you may want that, but most of the time we probably don't. The second thing would be for multicam is good support on the cameras. And, you know, while there have been some movies and some different things with sh what we call shaky cam, mm -hmm. you know, speaking that pulls you out of the content as a viewer, you know, so unless it's specifically generated for that, it's good to have your cameras on support uh, you know, whether that's a tripod or, you know, some type of, you know, it depends on what that camera is. Uh, and then from a multicam standpoint, the next thing to think about is, well, what is that feeding into and how are you capturing that? And I think that it becomes a real important thing. For us here at New Tech, we make professional video products. And of course, we have a product called TriCaster that allows you to take that video signal from cameras and put that together. But, you know, Depending on your budget and and what particular signal types you have, you know, there's a whole litany of various solutions that uh, you can go from to either just switch video or to add graphics or you know, kind of do some different things to that. But uh, you know, from a multicam standpoint, you know, placement, support, and lighting 
uh, is where you have to start. So if you were setting up with something like the TriCaster, how technical and how involved is that process? Well, there's there's a few different things here, and we we run the range uh, in New Tech. You know, our 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 mission, if you will, is to really to make broadcast type television. Mm-hmm. I mean, to use uh, I guess what may be becoming a little bit of an older terminology there uh, when you think about television, but available to is uh, to the masses. So we have products that range uh, from what is effectively. You just plug your HDMI camera into this input device, and it comes up on screen, and you just say, okay, this camera right now, and then let me punch the second camera next. And that includes, say, a streaming encoder so that you could send it out to Facebook or to YouTube or to Twitch and do that very quickly and easily and uh, not have to uh, be a, a video professional. Uh, if you will, we with lots of experience. Of course, you know you can continue to move up from there. Now, there's a lot of products out there that you can work with, but you know uh, it all depends on you know I guess you know how much training you want to, to work into. What I find is is very challenging for people is actually we get into signal flow or signal type, and this mm-hmm. is actually something you think about. Well, the cable, you know, well, okay, I have an HDMI cable or in video, we have SDI, which stands for Serial Digital Interface, and it's a completely different type of cable than what you normally find in your house, but it looks similar. And so these are very confusing things. And, you know, unless you're an insider, you know, and do a lot of or maybe do a lot of Internet research, that's um, – it can get quite confusing. And you say, well, why don't I have video here or I plug my particular device into this it's kind of like, I guess, you know, if you think about your TV and if you ever had to take that HDMI cable and plug it into what source and is my box or my Blu-ray player on the right source? I mean, we have all those things to deal with. Well, what New Tech has done, and this is um, this is something that uh, we're continuing to push forward to, is that we made its realization a few years back that, you know, there is this network. You and I are even talking via the internet right now, and our listeners are listening via the internet or a network, if you will, mm-hmm. and phones are connected and doing all of, all uh, our TVs are connected with smart TVs and all these different things. What that allows for is a, a basically a, a fabric that you can move signals back and forth with. And New Tech has released this technology we call NDI. Now that stands for Network Device Interface. And what that allows for is a network that even a lot of people have in their house can then move that video around without having to necessarily start worrying about or being frustrated with signal type and cable type and resolutions and handshaking and, you know, the things that those of us in the video world have to uh, basically battle on a constant basis. Mm. I think one of the things about, I mean, it's great to be able to live stream possibly even better quality video than some people are doing out there. One thing I noticed is, you know, it almost works flawlessly every single time or close to every single time if you do it from a mobile device. But if you try to do it from like a webcam or another camera source, your internet connection becomes a really important factor. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, network and bandwidth are, are always factors. I mean, it happens on the cell phone, but fortunately, because you know, you you have basically, in many ways, a dedicated 
connection, if you will, that you paid for uh, on your cell phone, uh, you usually don't worry or have to worry about it in the same way that you would in your house because, mm -hmm. well, hey, someone may be streaming Netflix in the next room while you're trying to stream in your studio. So, you know, uh, you're using a shared connection versus uh, something that, that may be uh, corralled or cordoned off for, for specific purposes. But So that's really the thing to think about there. It, it's not that uh, in many ways uh, your your connection at your home, if you have broadband, generally can be more stable than your phone. Uh, but you have to think about things like your Wi-Fi. Uh, th is there enough bandwidth there? Or again, do you have uh, five or six different videos being watched just by people around the house uh, or what you have in, in, in that capacity? Yeah, absolutely. So in your opinion, what types of content should musicians be creating to engage their audience? Oh, well, I think that there's all kinds of content that uh, – well, what we find is that yeah, – it's that's really hard to quantify because mm -hmm. you know from a viewing standpoint if we just think about how things that like what the internet and streaming has been able to do it's effectively created a scenario where you have an individualized channel if you will that is great for your taste i mean youtube will continually serve up videos based off of your history that you know is is meaningful to you so from a musician standpoint, uh, you know, it depends on what you want to do. Do you want to educate? You know, there's a lot of tutorials that, you know, people uh, tend to do. Uh, sometimes it's just artistry because they have a particular technique or sound that uh, is unique to, to you as an artist and you want, you have a particular following that you want to deliver to. So I think the best thing is to deliver that out. I mean, people find interest with, with, uh, what I would consider to be, um, uh, honesty or openness, you know, just mm. whatever a person, you know, creatively, uh, delivers, uh, you know, there, there are whole sections, uh, and categories now say on Twitch TV, which generally is thought of as a gaming community, but mm -hmm. you know, that there's a creative element to that where musicians can then start sharing and collaborating in a live way with people in the chat rooms, if you will, so that it becomes interactive and you build a fan base doing that. Uh, I mean, that's just one example. I mean, there's actually hundreds of, of different platforms that you can stream to. But as far as the content goes, I think the key thing is to generate content and do that often to build an audience. Absolutely. And that's a really great point. And I'll also add, I think, experimentation. You know, you could try vlogs or lyric videos or maybe even acoustic cover type videos and maybe see what the audience responds to most out of what you're doing. And maybe if you have contact with them, you'd have a bit of an idea of what they're looking for as well. That's a great point. And just to say on that, you know, I think a lot of people and especially I mean, this is kind of a human thing, right, where you say, well, it, it, if you're creative, you kind of have this picture that you get in your mind somehow and you need to have all of these things lined up because it needs to meet your standard. You know, mm -hmm. as musicians, I think this is something we can all identify with a little bit. Well, the thing about it is if you wait to have every single thing right in your video show, especially on a live stream, well, that's just that's just time that you're not building your audience. Um, my suggestion and what I found those that are successful tend to be the ones that just kind of bulldoze through that and uh and again content often 
Uh, you know, maybe they're started with a single camera, then they move to multi-camera, and then they add their lights. Maybe they'll upgrade their camera after a while. They put in a different type of video switches they learn and they do. But, you know, every day that you wait is one day that, you know, you really have given up on, uh, you know, a particular fan base or, you know, particular audience awareness or different things like that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And in the last couple of days, I didn't really know I was going to be doing this. It just so happened that I couldn't really sleep and I ended up waking up a little earlier than normal. So I ended up recording kind of these vlog style videos about spirituality and life. And the whole point is, you know, I'm getting started. I'm getting it out there. It's not perfect. And the first two videos, I didn't even use a mic. Now I'm using my mic and my webcam again because it's just going to be better quality video. But the whole point was to start publishing content related to some of the other things I was writing on my blog. Well, and that goes along. I think these things go hand in hand because, you know, there has been some thought, well, YouTube, for instance, and, you know, you're just going to find a cat video or, you know, that's walking across a piano and who cares about the quality? Well, quality does make a difference because that tends to rise to the top uh, after a while, but you'll never make that quality without starting and getting and doing. You know, it's the experience that comes along with it. It's really like technique on your uh, your vocal technique or, you know, doing scales on your fretboard. You know, you're going to do that over and over and over again. And over time, you know, suddenly you'll be an overnight success or, you know, you'll be a master at the instrument because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of experience that has gone along with it. It's so true. I mean, you could probably look at any content creator, go back to their first blog post, first podcast episode, first video and see that, you know, maybe they didn't exactly know what they were doing just yet, but they found their voice through constant practice. So I like that. We know there are a lot of YouTube channels out there with great content that don't necessarily get a lot of love. Do you have some thoughts on how musicians could be distributing and marketing their content to get more eyeballs on it? Uh, certainly. And part of that is, uh, you know, building the base, uh, building the base, you know, an organic thing is, is, is tough. You'll, you'll find a lot of marketers and a lot of companies and a lot of different ones out there that will sell you on, you know, your, your fast track, if you will. Um, ultimately when I talk to our customers on the professional side, frankly, and those that I do see as being successful, it really comes back to this idea of, you know, just getting started. Uh, you can build that and this, you know, maybe gets into something that, uh, uh, you, you learn over this time though, is that consistency of release or just pushing content, uh, is, is something that is just a requirement. For instance, you know, I talked to a lot of people who say, in fact, they're very successful, but then there may be a little darker side that comes with it where, okay, I'm not feeling well today and maybe I don't want to do that video or <laughs> I want to go on the 4th of July uh, family trip and different things like that. And they come back and suddenly, you know, they've lost, uh, you know, a few thousand subscribers or something because unfortunately it is a very – live streaming can be a very fickle uh, thing for as far as audience consumption. Um, but, um, you know, if I could give any – any type of advice without like, okay, well, what marketing dollars do you spend and do you promote your video and you actually pay YouTube for advertising or Facebook for a featured post and all that? I mean, those are different things that you could or couldn't do, but it's the consistency of delivery uh, and continually having 
something new for your viewership, uh, that's really what expands on uh, on an audience in the video streaming world. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, generally, you get started, you start publishing for six months to a year, and you should start seeing a little bit of traction at that point. And then it can really begin to pick up if you stay steady for the next, you know, six months to a year again, giving it, you know, full two years to see where where it could take you. But yeah, that's where a lot of uh, power in regular publishing and consistency comes in. Video is huge right now. I recently heard that people spend more time on YouTube than all other social networks combined. Now, I don't want to create any FOMO for my listeners out there, but how important do you think it is for musicians to be publishing video content right now? Well, I think that uh, it's, again, it comes down to the sooner you do it, the more opportunity you have uh, over the long term. Uh, It's building a catalog. It's building a base. And, uh, you know, that's just something that happens over time. Uh, and, you know, does it have to be perfect? Obviously, we all have our own standards and, you know, you, you want to be able to meet some of that. But that should be tempered with with uh, with what can and can't be done. You uh, as we know, there's a lot of musicians now that have actually found a voice or found a platform in the traditional uh, uh, traditional business, if you will, the traditional industry because of what they were able to do on a streaming platform like YouTube. So really what it comes down to, though, is because we are all connected via the Internet, the Internet is a constant. It's on 24-7. It's a constant platform that you can perform and deliver content or a creative idea to an audience at any any time. So – you, you can take advantage of that. How important is it? Well, that's up for you as a producer to, to determine. But, you know, if it's something that you want to grow and you want to gain an audience, I think it's pretty uh, significant as far as just the way that people communicate anymore. Well, this has been a really great conversation, Will. Is there anything else I should have asked or is there anything we missed? I think, you know, like I said, for a musician doing different things, if I could just say, you know, just get started. Uh, uh, just, uh, you know, try different things. I mean, it can be simple as starting with your cell phone and just, you know, going to, uh, YouTube or going to Facebook or frankly, you know, Instagram live or Snapchat. There's so Twitter has a whole new live streaming, uh, that they just announced a few months ago. There's just so many different platforms that you can get out with. And, you know, what I think it may find is that, you know, is artists, you know, again, getting feedback. Now, the internet can be tough. I guess that's the thing that I would want to leave everybody with. Uh, the internet can be raw sometimes. And, you know, the thing is, you'll always find someone who will attempt to uh, discourage you. But, you know, you just got to move on and, uh, and keep going with it. And, uh, and ultimately, it's a, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. There will always be people who don't agree with your perspective. <laughs> Well, this has been really great. Thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing about multi-camera video production as well as the products that you offer that make that possible for musicians. Thank you so much. Uh, it was it was enjoyable. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies and leave us a review in iTunes to help us spread the word. 